WCNC Charlotte. This is Flashpoint, where power and politics collide and the tough questions get asked and answered. Thanks for joining us here on Flashpoint. I'm Ben Thompson. This week, the economy. Nationally, we continue to see mixed signals. Inflation still high, but looking like it might be leveling off. Wall Street showing promising gains. But here in the Tar Hill State, there is nothing mixed about the news. Two recent studies found North Carolina's economy the strongest in the nation. Coming up later, we'll take a look at the eye-popping number of businesses created so far this year when we talk to the state secretary of state. But first, let's talk about Charlotte and the surrounding counties. Joining us now, Kelly O'Brien, the chief advocacy and strategy officer for the Charlotte Regional Business Alliance. Kelly, thanks for coming on. We appreciate it. Oh, good morning. Thank you for having me. All right, you have sort of a, a front row seat to our local economy. How are we, how are we faring sort of post-pandemic? We are really doing quite well. And, you know, I want to start by saying I am not an economist, but in my role at the Charlotte Regional Business Alliance, I have the privilege of working with just a fantastic research team. And part of what we do every quarter is publish what's called the growth report. And in the growth report, we're really tracking the number of jobs that have been announced and the unemployment rate. So really high level information that helps us share with the business community Community, what's happening here in the Charlotte region. And Ben, I do want you to know that for our purposes, the Charlotte Regional Business Alliance, our footprint, our footprint is 15 counties in the two states. So it gets a little bit confusing sometimes because the MSA, the numbers that, you know, the government really, the, the footprint that the government uses for their numbers is the MSA. Our footprint is a little bit different, but the numbers that we're going to be talking about today are tracking with the MSA. You've provided us a perfect setup with uh, your, your your report as well as the area you cover. And uh, like you, I am not an economist either, so it works out perfectly. First up, let's talk about jobs, all right? 19,000 new jobs uh, added in the second quarter. That's 3,000 more than the first quarter. The unemployment rate in our region now sitting at right at 3.4%. So is this uh, a level you think is going to be sustainable? Or do you think we'll go higher than this? Um, where we go from here? Well, you know, Ben, I think about the old adage of if your neighbor lost their job, then it's a recession. And if you lose your job, then it's a depression. And then I look at these numbers and the fact that, you know, 19,900 jobs were created in the second quarter alone. And if, you know, you believe what we're reading about the idea that nationally there's over 11 million open positions, it really feels like it's, you know, it's a it's still very much an economy for the employer. Uh, I'm sorry, for the employee rather. And what I was going to say is with the employer as a part of the business community, I don't think that there is a day that goes by where I don't sit in meetings where with the business community saying we need more talent. So yeah, I think that it's going to continue to be a, a strong employment growth and a lot of job opportunities for the foreseeable future. Um, let me uh, ask you to put on a, a small economist hat for just a second um, because we got new uh, inflation numbers this this past week. D does that from your standpoint, does inflation really, is it having a tangible impact in any way? Oh, I, well, the price of goods certainly does have a real life impact, both for businesses, you know, and residents. 
it was really encouraging that on uh, August 10th that we are seeing the inflation numbers starting to tick down. And it was also exciting to see the markets rally around that. So while again, you know, their inflation is high and it's something that we are really, um, really trying to understand these factors and how contradictory they are because there are three things that we really know about the economy right now and we know inflation is high and we know unemployment is low and we know that the overall economy is contracting but this are really again it's it's a time that is um unprecedented which is a word that i think a lot of people are sick of of hearing and using so it's hard to predict necessarily what the future will bring, but I go back to that idea of you know so many job openings and the fact that we saw so many hires in the second quarter that is going back to that that adage, you know, if people are employed um, and they're able to pay their bills, then you know we will be able to kind of have that soft landing that the Federal Reserve you know is is working toward. The, the variables you list there are often contradictory, but somehow all happening at the same time right now. Let's take a look mm -hmm. at some of the sectors uh, from your report. Hospitality making a big comeback. That's great to see, uh, especially given the last two years. Charlotte even leading the national rate in several areas, including business services, financial activities, education, health services. Why, why do you think that is? Well, you know, Charlotte is, um, it's been incredible growth that we continue to see. I mean, you know, the numbers were over 100 people a day were moving into this region. And now we're still at, you know, 80 plus people a day moving into this region. As the economy continues to, to really evolve, you know, work looks different than it did pre-COVID. People are able to work from home or work maybe two or three days in the office and, you know, two or three days um, from home. So this is an area where for a whole host of reasons, you know, we have great weather, we have this great airport in our backyard, we have great places to live and work. So people wanna be here. And as they are here, we're seeing the fact that there is this, you know, continued growth in these sectors. And the problem remains that we need more talent. So there's still a lot of openings um, and it's a good time to be looking for a job. Uh, you mentioned work from home. I was going to ask about that. Uh, from from your the folks you work with in the business community, are they fully embracing it now? Is that just our new re reality? And businesses are going to have to get on board. You know, Ben, I, I yes, I think it is the new reality. However, I know that there are concerns about the fact: um, how do areas like Uptown really thrive if there's not people, you know, going out to lunch in the middle of the business day or staying around and doing drinks after work? So, I, you know, I work here in Uptown, and I can tell you, you know, I'm walking down the sidewalk and there's a lot of people bustling, um, restaurants are, are crowded, but we really do need to kind of, as a society, factor the convenience of, you know, sometimes wanting to work at home with making sure that we are continuing to support the restaurants and the locals, you know, shops that we would normally visit if we were at the office. But ultimately, it does feel like, you know, a five day work day um, is our five day work week is probably not something that we're going to see anytime soon. At least not in the office five days. Uh, in the office, that's right. Finally, uh, let's get out of Uptown and get outside 
the loop and talk about Gaston County because Gaston County actually saw the biggest wins when it came to announced jobs and capital investment. What is that county doing to attract this sort of activity? Well, you know, Gaston has a lot of advantages. I mean, one is just a kind of a geographic advantage in the sense that it has, you know, connectivity to I-85 and the proximity to the airport, but it's also done a lot of great things with, you know, creating the Apple Creek um, corporate center, and they have just a great economic development team that's out there telling the story as to why businesses would want to be there. So yes, they had a record, you know, for big announcements, and it was whispered in my ear that we can expect more announcements in the next quarter. So we really want to celebrate our partners in Gaston and cheer them on, and we're just really excited to see what's happening in Gaston, but really with so many of our regional partners. As I mentioned in the beginning of this conversation, you know, our footprint are 15 counties, and we had nine of our partners with announcements in this second quarter. So there's a lot happening, um, you know, from one end of the region to the other, and there's a lot to be excited about. Of course, because business and the economy doesn't stop at a county line. It, it, it impacts That's all right. of us. All right. <laughs> Kelly O'Brien with the Charlotte Regional Business Alliance. Kelly, thanks for, as always, we appreciate you coming on. Come back soon. Uh, ben, it's really a pleasure. As I mentioned to you before, I watch your show religiously, and I appreciate the opportunity to talk to your audience about the work that we do. Thank it's, you. It's important work. All right, Kelly, thank you. We appreciate it. So that's a look at the local economy. We're going to take a look at statewide. We're going to speak with the North Carolina Secretary of State who keeps track of all the businesses that are being created. That's coming up after this. Joining us now, North Carolina Secretary of State Elaine Marshall. Secretary, thanks for coming on. We appreciate it. Thank you. Delighted to be here. Uh, some impressive numbers to talk about. Uh, first half of this year, 93 new uh, businesses created. Uh, in the month of May alone, 16,000, more than 16,000. I think that was the fourth highest monthly total. Um, what do you think this says about the overall business climate here in North Carolina? Well, you said 93, 93,000. Uh, yes. It is um, astonishing. It is astonishing. What this means to North Carolina is if, it, if it's the families involved, it's the hope for a different life, more independence, uh, a lot of hopes and dreams go into the individual entrepreneurs who start. For North Carolina, it means a lot more possibilities of economic growth everywhere, because we're seeing that a lot of these new corporations and LLCs are being formed in our more rural areas. Um, we're scrappy people here in North Carolina. People people want to take care of themselves. They persevere. They want to, you know, work, pull themselves up by their own bootstraps. And so they're taking control of their own destiny. I think the COVID um, got a lot of people thinking about how they wanted to live going forward. Um, the stresses that they had, especially women with uh, working and uh, care, child care issues and school issues that were very inconsistent for a while. And they had to have a lot of flexibility. And a lot of them believe that that flexibility came for uh, starting their own entity, whether it was a corporation or an LLC. So it represents a lot of hopes and dreams of a lot of people. How much can we actually glean from these numbers? I mean, you mentioned LLCs, but what kind of businesses are these? I mean, these are not all businesses employing, you know, 50 people. So a lot of these are perhaps one person businesses. That would be correct, although we started surveying in uh, 
June of 2021. This rocketry uh, of an escalation of a new entity started in June of 2020. And when we got to the one year anniversary mark, we said, we need to know more about these. We need to know why. We need to know what they're doing. We found that most of them saw an opportunity. It was not because they had lost a job. Uh, now, a lot of them are in the service. We, we have a survey with over 4,000 replies, so we know our validity is pretty high. Uh, a lot of people did what they did before only for themselves as opposed to working for a company. So a lot of them were in the service, personal services. So this could be bookkeeping. It could be accounting. It could be inventory control, just whatever kinds of things that people do uh, that they consider that. Some were in retail. Uh, somewhere in manufacturing. So it was across the board, but uh, we um, saw that a lot of them were women and minorities, which uh, was particularly heartening for me. And um, we're just trying to help them be the best that they can. We know that being a small business owner is extremely tough. A lot of small businesses don't last the first few years. How many of these do you, th do you anticipate will still be operating, say, four or five years from now? Well, historically, and I'm not talking about just since pandemic, I'm talking about 10, 20 years. One fourth of the new entities don't make it by the third year. And unfortunately, one half don't make it by the seventh year. So what we're trying to do is improve the odds to uh, keep the attrition rate. If we can just pick it up by two or three or four uh, percent, we will consider our rural rise program uh, and the things that we're doing like that uh, to be be very successful. Uh, I'm a farm girl and I know what it's like to feel like to be a second class citizen because you live far away from the county seat or the seat of state government or seat of education. And so um, I've taken this project personally. We know about the rural urban divide, um, the urban areas, people seem to know where the resources are. In North Carolina, we have a large number of resources that are either nonprofits or governmentally provided or public-private partnerships that people simply don't know about. A part of our survey was to ask these people, what would you like to have known before you started? Where did you get your information? What were the barriers that you saw to getting going? Uh, and our survey had folks with um, some, I guess, with no income, but some with over half a million dollars and more uh, in, in the first year of their business. So it covered the board. But we find that people don't know about the uh, Community College Small Business Center, which provides free, free information on things like how to set up your books, which was one of the things that folks said they wish they would have known. It, it, the uh, other things they wanted to know was what kind of permits and what have you. Again, for free, the community college can lead you to the right place to find that. So in order to remedy this shortage of information, we have started doing bulletins specifically geared to a particular county. We've already done 14 counties in our pilot project. We call it Rural Rise NC. And Rise stands for resources for innovators, startups, and entrepreneurs. And so we are pushing this out as new uh, entities are being formed in that county. We have gone back to the last two years worth and are sending emails and sending out this bulletin to them. And the key thing about the bulletin is it is local resources. We actually give them a telephone number and a name, if we can, of somebody who will answer their questions uh, in these different areas. 
One of the other things that so many said they wanted was a simple checklist. Well, I wish I could say there was a simple checklist, but we have put together a checklist of things that people need to know when they get their business going. Way beyond the simple things of registering with the Department of Revenue, Employment Security, and Workers' Comp. Uh, we, we tell them where they can, I mean, they can talk to the Department of Revenue in their local community. People have a fear of calling Raleigh. Uh, I'm sorry, I understand that, but uh, we've been pushing these and we've been localizing the information so that people will feel more comfortable dealing with their friends and neighbors in their hometown or close by. If you are a small business owner or want to be small business owner, say in, in Lincoln County, um, what is your recommendation that somebody like that, what do they need to do to get the ball rolling when they might not be um, completely uh, in the know about what it takes? They really should have a business plan, not just in their head, but down on paper when they begin to start. And people don't know what a business plan really is. They don't know how to do it. I would strongly recommend that they contact the community college in Lincoln County or any other county around and get the number of the small business center there and call up and talk to the counselor. And that counselor will tell them about courses in setting up your bookkeeping. They also have the ability to talk to folks about how you evaluate your market, how you're gonna price these things. And the key of all keys is financing. How you gonna get it? How you need to prepare yourself prior to asking for somebody for money. All right, North Carolina Secretary of State Elaine Marshall. Secretary, thank you, we appreciate it. Thank you so much. More Flashpoint after this. Welcome back to Flashpoint, continuing our conversation on the economy, but at a very different level now. Some local teens are trying to help other kids get a jump start on their financial skills. Their nonprofit, Tickets to the Future, teaching young people about everything from investing to simply opening a bank account. WCNC Charles Michelle Bowden shows us how they're seeking solutions by starting good habits early. These guys say they realize most kids and teens don't know the basics when it comes to handling money and finances, so they're working to change that. If you want to talk to teens, TikTok is how you do it. We post Instagram videos and TikTok videos that are pretty much just on educational concepts. These four friends, high school seniors who go way back. They're all my best friends from middle school, so that's all I know them are helping other kids figure out their finances. Getting a bank account, what to do with your first paycheck, how interest works, what inflation is. We want people to have the power of knowledge. They launched their nonprofit, Tickets to the Future, this summer after realizing they might be able to help classmates and even much younger kids. We founded or co-founded the Investment Club at Ohio High School. We realized how many fundamental gaps people have of just basic financial literacy. We saw just how many people just lacked like a basic knowledge about finance. And what we wanted to do was really just go back to the basics. They target teens with social media, but have a program for little kids too, teaching entrepreneurship. We created Lemonade Stand Starter Kits and we you know, went to the Harris YMCA and we spoke to around 40 elementary schoolers and taught them some really basic fundamentals about business. North Carolina requires high school students take one semester of a class called Economics and Personal Finance that paints a broad stroke. These high schoolers say it's not nearly enough. They are well aware of the infamous Harvard study that ranked Charlotte dead last in social mobility, 
but also know the city is a booming banking town. We consistently rank terribly in social mobility. So the, the goal with, with our organization is to bridge like local Charlotteans who have grown up in this systemic, with all these systemic issues to be able to access all that opportunity. Joaquin Jones says he grew up with a single mom and learned early on the value of a dollar. From a young age, I've kind of understood the, the difference that being smart with your money can make. That's why he and his buddies are hoping to help others cash in on the knowledge they've gained. The guys say they are looking for more ways to reach more kids and they're looking for some community partnerships. We've got all the information on their new nonprofit on our website, WCNC.com. Reporting in Charlotte, Michelle Bowden, WCNC Charlotte. Important work there. More Flashpoint after this. Hey folks, come interact with us on social uh, social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, we're all there. If there's something you want us to talk about at Flashpoint, let us know what you thought about the show. Two guests, two important guests, two had a, a lot of things to say about the economy. And we'll see you back here next weekend.